this mean it's over? Does this mean he likes me? Are butterflies good? Am I ever gonna meet someone? I'm tired of swiping. Am, Am I, I normal? normal? So if you have your own standards, red flags would be anybody that doesn't fit this. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've seen me on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers, and welcome to the second episode of our 11th season of Dates and Mates. I'm so glad to have new listeners this week and to welcome back our tried and true friends for a new season. I'm Damona Hoffman, a certified dating and relationship coach, dating columnist, love expert on The Drew Barrymore Show, and a spicy Sagittarius, even though you didn't ask. (laughs) And I'm excited to be your love advice bestie here on Dates and Mates. So the word of the week for me is expansion. I just got back from Denver and the Podcast Movement Conference, where I met so many new people and reconnected with my community, even met some Dates and Mates listeners. And it felt really good to gather again and to talk about ways that I could expand my horizons on the show and also personally. So this week, I want to help you expand as well. I want to expand your thinking around your dating pool and help you expand your dating options. This is the time when folks start transitioning from summer flings and fun in the sun to getting serious about settling down. And it's the perfect time to look at how you're putting yourself out there and what you're attracting in. So to expand your mind and your dating pool today, my guest is Amber Kelleher Andrews. We know her in the biz as matchmaker to the stars. No big deal. But the name on her business card is CEO of Kelleher International, which is one of the largest matchmaking firms in the U.S. In 2014, Amber starred in NBC's primetime reality show, Ready for Love, and that followed her radio talk show for CBS. Since then, she's appeared on The Today Show, Good Morning America, 2020, Nightline, BBC, and NBC News. And today, Amber's going to tell us what her clients are really looking for in a match and how she finds it. Plus, she'll reveal why she rarely pairs two celebs. So if you've ever dreamed of matching with your your favorite movie star or rock star, television personality... You might have a better shot than you realize if you listen to this episode. Please help me welcome her in with big smooches. It is the fabulous Amber Kelleher Andrews. Thank you. Thank you so much, Demona. Thank you for having me on. It's so great to finally meet you. I've followed your work for quite some time. I remember your show on NBC and... Um, really? What's the name of that? Yeah. Ready for Love. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. I've been coaching for... Uh, over 15 years. So this is my business. And I, I've always, I've always loved watching people do the work, the kind of work that I do, you know, in the, um, in the public eye. And I know it's not always how it looks on the screen. What happens behind the camera is sometimes a little bit different or when the cameras aren't rolling. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that show because the fan base of that show is still consistent and the show's um, in different countries. But I just not even 10 days ago was with one of the bachelors, Tim Lopez from the Plain White Tees. He married Jenna from the show. They now have two kids and we were just uh, sailing together in the BVIs. We we rented a yacht and sailed through the BVIs. And I actually had Tim perform uh, with Tom Higgins from the Plain White Tees, Higginson um, on Necker Island. I'm still really close with the three bachelors 
and was literally just sailing with Tim and his wife, Jenna, uh, 10 days ago in the BVIs. So the, the good thing about reality shows is that you create friendships that are real. I guess on, on regular shows you would too, but you get to watch, um, the evolution of, a, of a romance that started on ready for love and is now, um, you know, 10 years in the making with two beautiful, uh, little girls. And it's just amazing. Oh, that's so great that you have the receipts. <laughs> as they exactly. say you have the receipts and you can prove that what you do works. What do you think is the secret, Amber? What's what what is it that makes a good match for you as a matchmaker? Are there certain qualities that you look for? Are there certain things that you need to be in alignment before you would set somebody out up on a date together? Yeah, well, I love that question because it's uh, it's a it's a loaded question, even though it's simple. <laughs> Um, I really think that where people go wrong is that they're always looking outside of themselves. It's always about what that person that they want is going to possess, whether it's a certain age or height or characteristic, and rarely do they look inside of themselves. And if, if we just walked around as honestly as a magnet and we were going to draw in everything that we need, you would first want to do some inventory on yourself because you don't want to draw in dysfunctions, patterns, drama, you know, um, illnesses and all of the things that we might have ourselves. And then we're out there acting as a magnet and we keep going, well, why is this person such a jerk? Or why is that person, you know, not calling me back? And we, it's always outside of ourselves constantly. And it really has nothing to do with the other person. So when I'm looking to bring somebody on to work with them, I, I want to make sure that they're realistic with who they are that they've done some inner work, that they love themselves first and foremost, that they're a happy individual, that they are a you know glass half full or at least in many cases uh, you know overflowing, and that's the person that's going to go out there and actually attract the right, nice, kind, emotionally available, passionate, fun, enthusiastic person, and they're amazing to match, and we have a lot of them, but. It, it really does start with the person and not what they're looking for. So I'm, mm. I'm quick to kind of see where they are emotionally, mentally, physically, and I go from there. And I know you work with a lot of celebrities, you know, off of the show and, and in your business at Kelleher and International. Um, but I'm curious because a lot of the qualities that you mentioned they aren't always associated with celebrities <laughs> like, oh, I'm so, you know, self-aware and, <laughs> and you know, I, I'm bringing my best self to the table. I imagine it must be hard as a matchmaker when you when you someone comes to you looking for love, which, you know, we all deserve love and can and should find love. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people aren't in the right place. So in that case, I don't, I rarely put two celebrities together. Uh, they meet each other. They have the sh same friends and same bubble, even if they're, you know, different, uh, different circles, they still are within the same, the same bubble. So <clears throat> when you're working with a celebrity who does have quite a few of those things, you know, they might be, uh, entitled and, and, um, you know, selfish and all the things that would happen with somebody that needs to focus on, you know, themselves entirely for their career. What you do in that case is you match them with somebody that's very, very stable, somebody that has their act together, um, that is not looking for, um, uh, 
anything more than to be the wings, you know, the wind underneath their wings and to be somebody that is going to be their anchor. And they, they go in, you know, they take it with a grain of salt. They know that actors can be flaky and, you know, self-absorbed and all of the things that go with all the stuff that we read in, a, in the in the smut magazines and everything. So yeah, you, you go in and you say, you know what, I'm okay with that. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm a businessman or a businesswoman. I have my own career. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be um, worried about competition. I'm, you know, secure in myself. And then that person really has the fun of dating a celebrity because it kind of adds some pizzazz to their life. They might be the perfect person to, to, to walk that person down, you know, the red carpet. And, um, and it just, it works. If you look at some of the, the longest relationships, you know, from like Meryl Streep and Matt Damon and, and, you know, really good, solid relationships that have lasted the test of time, you usually have one celebrity and then you have like their rock. So true. Yeah. And I work with a lot of celebs as well. And the other thing that's, that's um, a challenge is that, like you said, there's so much information out there about the person already. And you're kind of working against that. But I think even our listeners, if they're not celebrities listening to the podcast right now, they may relate to that just from social media, Amber. Like mm -hmm. there's so much information that's out there. And I actually had a little bit of a debate recently with someone. My philosophy, I work with, I, I, I love working with dating apps. That's how I met my husband. That's how most of my clients have made connections. But I do not like to link the social media mm. profile to the dating profile. And I, I teach people how to use social media to make matches. And I teach people how to use dating apps to make matches. But I feel like it's a little bit complicated when you are presenting yourself for dating in one way. But then there's all of this other information about you that can be taken in out of context. What is your feeling on that? That's tough. And it definitely goes against everything that we do at Kelleher, where we're truly trying to match them based on who they are and not how they're perceived in social media or in, you know, the, the celebrity world. So for example, if we have someone that is, um, an Olympic gold medalist and, um, it happens to be, you know, skiing, we won't say that they're an Olympic gold medalist that's, you know, on the cover of, of Wheaties or whatever, uh, cereal. We instead will say they're really passionate about the snow. They love to ski. They're very good at it. They're looking for somebody that's going to be compatible, that, you know, wants to spend a lot of time, um, in the mountains. So we're, we're painting the picture of who they truly are inside. So when you have a link to social media, it's, it, it, it kind of, wrecks the whole thing. Well, I'll say, I think, I think there's a method for everyone. And, you know, I have a system that I know works and is, is repeatable for online dating, but I'll be the first to say it takes a lot of time and effort. And like you were saying, that process of swiping, if you don't have a framework around it, it can be very exhausting and it can take its toll. And I think that is, that is the time when having a matchmaker might be a better solution for you and having someone to vet the dates before you even sit down together that takes a lot of the stress out of the process 
Well, it's funny because a lot of people that are online are also with matchmaking. And I had a gentleman come in once and he wanted to describe his perfect type. And he was trying to figure out, well, what's the difference between matchmaking and online dating? You know, like, is there really a difference? There's a huge price with matchmaking, especially our business, because we're kind of the the top um, percentage of, of, of entrepreneurs. But he was trying to kind of weigh it out. And he liked the idea of not having to do all the work because he was a very busy person and it was exhausting and he wasn't getting anywhere. So he says, well, can I at least show you my type online? You know, I said, of course, send us, you know, so, show us a profile. So we're sitting in the office. He opens up the computer. He opens up this profile, this beautiful woman. And right away, I recognize her, right? And uh, and he says, you know, it's the strangest thing. I've been writing to her for four months. He says, I don't think she exists. He says, I think these are bots. Maybe she's not even a real person. And meanwhile, I'm like going into the computer and like pulling up her number. And I said, well, do you want me to call her? And he says, well, there's no numbers on here. You know, you can't reach. You got to just email and write. And da, da, da. He says, I'm wasting all my time. And I said, well, I have her phone number. And he goes, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can set up the match right now if this is somebody that you want to meet. And he goes, oh, my God. He says, that's the difference. You have access. You actually have a relationship with these people. And this, he got lucky. It happened to be somebody that I knew and beautiful women, they get approached. The reason why she didn't respond is she had like 400, you know, messages in her inbox. She's, she doesn't know who's married, who's not, who's a good guy. And she can't, women that are gorgeous can't, they can't take all the people that are, uh, you know, reaching out to them. So they just kind of pick and choose. And the men think, this person must not be interested or want a relationship. And it's because she can't keep up with, I mean, you don't have to be gorgeous for that, but you can imagine if somebody's profile is really beautiful, how many men are all trying to meet her. It's really tough. I think it can be tough for anyone to break through with the number of people on apps today, especially because some online daters aren't really active or aren't really available. But that leads to a conversation about expectations. So much more to get into, but we're just going to take a short break. And before you hit that fast forward button, lovers, please, please listen to these words from our sponsors. These ads are what allow us to bring you this show for free. So give them a few seconds of your attention. And if you like what you hear, please give them a try. Oh, and be sure to stick around to the end of the episode as we now will be ending every interview with your love lesson of the week. My friend, this is your moment. Do you ever get a window? Do you get one of those times when you're saying, I'm looking for a sign. I'm looking for a sign that this is the turning point in my life. And have you been thinking, man, I'm tired of being single. I'm tired of swiping and going through the same cycles again and again. And I just, I need a sign. I need a helping hand. I need a window to know that this is not my destiny, that I'm meant to be with someone who fully sees me, who fully supports me, who is going to be by my side through the next season of my life and possibly forever. But you know what? I don't know how to get there. If this is you, then let me be that helping hand. Let me guide you because I have been a dating coach now for over 15 years and I've developed a system that works consistently, that helps demystify this confusing, frustrating, overwhelming process of finding love. I know what works. I know as an insider at the dating apps what to do and what not to do, how to boost yourself to the top of the algorithm, how to stop wasting your time, and how to get on your path to meeting your person. 
This is me reaching out my hand to you saying, stop the insanity. Let's get off of that path that you've been on and get on the right track to finding love. You can use my system, the dates and mates method, to get yourself unstuck, to shortcut that process of finding love and to get on your way to finding your person this fall. And this program is live. You get to work with me personally and with the Dates and Mates coaching team to create a strategy that is specifically tailored to you to find love. And we work in an intimate small group environment so that in addition to building your system to find love, you are also building community. You are building support so that it doesn't have to be so lonely and so overwhelming that you can just feel validated knowing that other people are on this journey with you, other people are getting results from the program, and that you are too. Now here's the deal, folks. We are just opening five early bird spots this year. There are only five spots, but we're going to give you an unbelievable early bird discount. We are going to take one third off of the retail price of the program. And we are going to give that to the five people who are the first ones to raise their hand and say, yes, me. Yes, you. Yes, I'm ready. All you have to do is go to DemonaHoffman.com slash program. And if you're one of the first five, If the early bird is still available, it will guide you through how to sign up for the program. And then the whole shebang starts late September. But don't wait. If you know you want to do it, what are you waiting for? We will sell out on these five early bird spots and we will sell out quick. So if you've been thinking about doing a program with me, this is your moment. We only do programs twice a year. So enrollment is open now, and I want you to be one of those five early birds that says, yes, yes, I'm ready. Go to DemonaHoffman.com slash program and get your early bird spot today. Thank you, lovers, for supporting our sponsors. So, Amber, I was saying that I thought daters needed to manage their expectations and not put all of their eggs in one basket. And I think that's kind of a universal, right, Amber? Like when we get fixated, I'm sure this happens with your clients and we're like, well, this is my type. Like what even is its type, this type? Like this is my type. This is what I want. This person, like I hear this from clients too. Like I match with this person and this is the person. This is my perfect person. And I'm like, you haven't even met. You're telling a whole story in your mind about who this person is and your, quote, type, which is basically just based on physical initially Mm -hmm. and usually based on what you've dated in the past as that forms our attractions. (laughs) And so I love kind of shaking it up and getting people out of their normal their normal cycles. Yeah. And also to not get too fixated on one idea or or you know what I mean? Like just having that feeling like this person is the one when you aren't really dating, you haven't really seen what's underneath that beautiful outside layer. One of the ways to to shake it up when somebody's like, no, they're definitely the one. I know that. Um, you just ask why, right? And they'll say, well, because of blah, 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 blah. And they're naming off usually superficial characteristics. Um, I'll give you an example. Let's say somebody dated um, a woman that was a career woman, right? And he says, I'm done with career women. I'm I'm old fashioned values. I really want somebody that's going to 
want to be a mom and actually raise our kids because that's really important and that's what I want. And I've dated career women and they are, you know, they get too busy and they're not really going to be there for the kids. So you have a real reason, but then you have to say why again, and then they can get into it. Well, it, you know, it's important for me that we have this. It's important for me that we have that. So you just kind of keep going in. And what you find at the end of the whys is that there's an emotion involved. Um, that emotion is either they're scared or they're fearful, or they want they they want to trust. And if you can find the emotion, it can actually be a lot of different qualities. So they think it's one that they need, but it can actually be quite a bit. And mm. so the emotion is the is is the key. So if somebody says, "I want somebody with a sense of humor," why? Well, it's fun to have someone's sense of humor, but why? Well, I like feeling like um, I'm with somebody really intelligent. Why? Um, it makes me feel secure. Why? You know, so, so if, if you go in and they go, well, I feel, I feel more secure because I don't want to feel like I'm with somebody that is, um, you know, flippant or that's going to change their mind or that's going to be out and somebody's strong and secure. And then you kind of get into, okay, how does that make you feel? And then you realize they really just want to be, um, seen and they really just want to be happy and they want to feel secure. And that can come in a lot of different sizes and shapes and colors and, and, and religions and races. It's all down to an emotion. And if you can figure out what that emotion is, then all of a sudden they're freed up and they go, oh, I'm actually looking for a quality of how it makes me feel st stability-wise. And I he doesn't have to be this height or this weight or this age or this religion. And then they suddenly open up their parameters and they say, I just want to meet somebody that makes me feel this way. And it's really lovely when you break it down because it has nothing to do with the characteristics. It's all comes back to how that person makes you feel. Absolutely. I, this is why I love talking to people like you on this podcast, Amber, that have been in this business for so long and, you know, have, have created so many connections and built so many relationships because we have many of the similar, we have, Similar strategies. I do the five whys technique as well. <laughs> uh, I actually so wrote great. about it. I wrote about it in the Washington Post talking specifically, you mentioned race, talking about how to get beyond only dating one race or excluding other races, like, you know, getting to the root cause of where does that belief come from? But it works for anything that you say is a type. But, you know, we've we've kind of come to the same same process, but we're yeah. doing very very different. And yet also at the same time, very similar things. I love so, that. I love that. It definitely works. Everything that Amber just said, I hope y'all were writing it down because it's 100% true. I'm really curious because, you know, a lot of what you do is setting up dates, is setting up first dates. Of course, you have the database and you have the process of, of getting people to the point of knowing what you're looking for and matching. But I hear so much anxiety from our dates and mates listeners about that first date and how to make a great first impression. I would love to hear from a matchmaker's perspective, how do you plan for a, I, I don't want to say perfect first date, because I think that's just like setting us up for an expect, expectation that can never be met. But how do you set your clients up for a great first date? Well, I think that, <clears throat> um, you know, explaining who they're going to meet, but keeping the expectations low 
Um, I know it sounds weird, like why would you go in with low expectations, but you really want them to be able to set their own expectations from the moment that they that they see that individual. So if you oversell the idea of this is the perfect match or this is going to be the one, they go in with this expectation and there really is nowhere for them to build on. So what we try to do is we try to describe, you know, the core of who the individual is, get them excited about why we think that they should meet, you know, mention the commonalities and the similarities. Um, you want to make sure that they both have talked beforehand and they've uh, agreed on a venue, if it's dinner, if it's a, you know, concert or cocktail or whatever. So go in with low expectations, allow yourself, don't do a lot of phone calls before, don't do a lot of texting before. If you okay. text a lot and then you show up on a date, you have to adjust because the person on the text is not ever the person that walks in the door. So I say limited information, but enough to get you on the date. Don't do a lot of searching on the internet to figure out who they are beforehand. Don't do a lot of texting. Have at least one solid conversation. Understand the venue that you're going into. And then focus on asking questions when you're in the actual date because otherwise the attention is on you and you can get really nervous and it can shut you down um, and it can make you uncomfortable and then the interpretation is that you're not interested. And it might be that you're just extremely shy and a little bit nervous because they're so great. So always know what questions you're going to ask them so you get the focus off of you and onto the other person. And then usually it goes really well. Ooh, I like the way that you frame that, that you get, you get the focus on them. Because everybody likes to be engaged with, right? Like everyone wants to feel like what they have to say is really special and you're really listening. and you know, similarly, I, I, I love your tip about asking, asking questions. I'm also always prepping my clients about listening because I feel like we think we have to tap dance like, hey, look at me. I'm so great. Don't you want a second date? You know, and so much more of that connection is about the other person feeling like you're really listening to them and you're really hearing their answers to your questions. Well, there's a saying that makes perfect sense in this. You like someone based on how they make you feel. Yeah. And it it's just, it's true. It's a true statement. So if you don't feel like you're, if that you matter, if no, if no questions are asked, if anything that you says rolls off and they're not taking it in and engaged with you, you're not going to like them period, because they don't make you feel very good. They don't make you feel important or heard. So when you ask questions, you're actually getting them to really like you because suddenly they matter and that makes them feel good. And that's interpreted that I like this woman or I like this man because you feel good. Again, it's an emotion. It's always an emotion. That's so great. Yes. I hope everyone wrote that down. What about red flags? Are there any red flags uh, for first dates? Like, uh, uh, not going out with this person again. What should we be looking for? Well, you don't want somebody that's pushing out all their social media <laughs> because it's like, look at me, look at me. And then you think mm, that might not even be them. So um, you don't want someone that's texting too much or flirting too much right from the start because again, they don't mm -hmm. know you. And I think that that's kind of tacky and unnecessary. You want to, you know, always be... Um, you know, always be polite, always be kind, and then know your standards, you know, go in with a certain amount of standards that you have for yourself. 
and um, and have an expectation of the other to 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 meet you there. So it, a red flag would be if somebody is, is is not like maybe your standard is I'm not going to have more than one drink, and this person's three drinks in, and you haven't even had your entree yet. Maybe <laughs> your standards are that I'm always going to be kind to the valet and always look the waiter or waitress in the eye and say thank you and be polite, and this person is a real jerk. Um, and is not nice to um, to the the staff or wherever it is that you are. So if you have your own standards, the red flags would be anybody that doesn't fit this. This is really morals and values. What about on the flip side? I also hear a lot on the show, people don't quite know how to read others, the signals that others are giving. Mm. What are some flirting signals? What are some signs when your clients know, oh, this person is into it? Are they looking you in the eye? Are they listening? Like you said, are they receptive and asking you questions? Is their body language open? Are they touching their hair? Um, are they following up with a question that's based on the last one? Or are they starting over as if like maybe they just have a list that they're going to ask you and you're not actually having a conversation? <laughs> so y- you want to engage and you want to build on it. You know, where do you like to travel? Oh, I like to travel. I was in Tibet and then I went to Bali. Oh, you went to Bali. Tell me about Bali. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I went to this wedding. Oh my God, I was at a wedding in Bali. And now boom, all of a sudden there's a connection. Now you've made a connection. But if you just answer, I like to travel first class and to, you know, country clubs. And then you stop and you're like, okay, so tell me about your children. I don't know. They're 14 and 15. Okay. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? There's no, there's no connection. You haven't like realized, oh my God, we're the same. Or, oh, that reminds me of this. What year were you in Bali? I was in Bali here. That's when I was. That's amazing. Did you go see the dolphins? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. And so now you're having a conversation and that conversation is sparking ideas and memories are coming back and visions and you remember being there and you loved it there. That makes you feel good. And now this person is making you feel good and you think it's because you like them, but it's just how they're making you feel. And then you're like, I want to see this person again. I love all this. You have such a wealth of knowledge and Kelleher International, I've known for many, many years and you have so many matches under your belt. If someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I like what Damona is saying about the online dating, but you know what? I like what Amber is saying about the more uh, bespoke experience. How can someone work with you? Well, the good thing is that you can be in our files for free, just like most online dating. And uh, you don't have to pay a dollar. You just have to, our algorithms will pull you up. And then we'll call you and we'll see if there's of interest for you to meet someone. If you want to hire us, then of course we work for you and we go find that individual for you. So there's lots of ways to work with us. Kelleher is three syllables, kind of hard for people to spell, but it's Kelleher. So it's K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R. So you just put in kelleher-international.com. That's our website. Go to the contact us page and uh, fill out a form. And you can either join as a client. And we are in every uh, every state in the United States. We're also overseas. We're the largest matchmaking firm in the country. We're also the very first one that my mom started in the 80s. So we do have a lot of expertise. And we've got a staff of about 50. And they're fabulous. And they're all over the country. Thank you so much for joining me, Amber. Be sure to follow Amber on Instagram at Amber underscore Kelleher, K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R. And if you are interested in becoming a client of Kelleher International or just getting in the database, go ahead and visit our special link so she knows you came from the Dates and Mates podcast. That link is damonahoffman.com slash matchmaker. Again, it's Damona, D-A-M-O-N-A-H-O-F-F-M-A-N dot com slash matchmaker. 
But you know what? We make it so easy for you. You can just go down to the show notes, click the link, and I'll take you right there to their intake form. I hope you're enjoying the new and improved Dates and Mates format and this episode, episode number 471. As promised, I'll give you your love lesson in just a moment. But first, just a reminder that our first all Dear Demona episode of the season will air next week on September 5th. So if you have a question, the DMs are open and I would love to hear what's on your mind. So you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter slash X. (laughs) at Damona Hoffman, or give me a call or send me a text. We are at 424-246-6255. Your calls, your texts, your messages, your voicemails, they are all welcome here, and I would love to help you out. Oh, and thank you to all those who've already sent in questions and love life updates. Spoiler alert. We will be bringing you all the goodies on air next week. And if you feel inspired by today's episode to expand your dating options and pool, and you'd like a helping hand to walk you step-by-step through the process, let me and the Dates and Mates coaching team be your guide. Enrollment is now open in our new live program, The Dates and Mates Method, and we have just five spots available at the early bird discount, which is a full third off the program. So this is just for the early actors. It's just for the people who know the time is now. The singles who want to be in their season to find love and are tired of watching another holiday or another Valentine's Day go by sitting on the sidelines single. So if that is you, let's work together live and in person. Let's figure out how to create a dating plan that's going to work for you once and for all. You can go to DemonaHoffman.com slash program to snag one of those five early bird spots in this exclusive and intimate group, which starts in late September. And now for your love lesson of the week. My big takeaway from this week's conversation is don't put all of your eggs in one basket. This is the time to open up, to expand, to see what possibilities are out there for you in love. And if you flip the angle and you look in new ways and in new places, you never know what you might find. For those of you who know my dates and mates dating loops, the screening loop comes after the sourcing loop, y'all. That means that You have to bring in the bees with the honey first, and then you can figure out which one gets to the queen, you know? (laughs) Okay, I'm obviously not a bee expert, but I think you understand the analogy, right? And I know some of you are thinking, I did this already, Demona. I already expanded my dating pool, and I didn't really like the result, so I closed it up. But (laughs) you know what? Did you, did you expand it today? Did you do it today? Did you do it with the new knowledge that you've acquired? And most importantly, did you do it mindfully? Or did you do it out of obligation? Or did you do it because somebody else said you should do it? Or did you do it for you? So what if that day wasn't the day, but today is? Focus on expansion this week. And let's see what new things you see learn, and do. That is your love lesson of the week. Dates and Mates is produced by me, Damona Hoffman, as well as Lindsay K. Floyd. Assistant producer is Scott Marie Neville. Opening music is composed by James Morris. We'll be back again on Tuesday with our first All Dear Demona episode of the season. Send those questions in, share this episode with a friend, and snag your early word spot in the Dates and Mates method before we are sold out and we will sell out. So let's make sure that you get one of those spaces. Until next week, I wish you happy dating.